Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney and this is Living Health Live. Joining me for the show and in our practice, Living Health Integrative Medicine, is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Thank you for joining us today. This is your show. So take advantage of this time to begin your journey to good health. Dr. Steph and I will provide information and instructions on how to live a better and healthier life free of chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain and arthritis, and so much more. This is a place to get valuable information to help you with your health challenges. So check out our website at mylivinghealth.com. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Also, you can call our office for an appointment at 410-216-9180. Also want to thank our sponsor, Cyrex Labs, for their support. Let's get started. Today, we're talking about reversing neuropathy. Is this possible? So we see many patients come in with chronic conditions uh, like type 2 diabetes, and some of them are also suffering from Uh, neuropathy. So let's talk about, let's first define what is neuropathy. So um, peripheral neuropathy, peripheral just means nerves outside of the central nervous system. So um, that's, you know, when most people are dealing with neuropathy, it's usually in their fingers and in their toes initially um, in the peripheral nerves. Um, It's also called peripheral neuritis, which means inflammation of a nerve. And so there's something going on that is basically causing the nerve to degenerate um, and potentially over time die. And that's that's what happens um, in this condition. It's essentially the death and dying of the nerves. Um, More often than not, it's the smallest nerves first. Uh, Some of the tiny little nerves in your fingers and your toes have um, something called myelination or um, like a fatty uh, coating around the nerve that allows the nerve to transmit signals at about 260 miles an hour, which is pretty cool. Um, and without that, the nerves are exposed and do not function properly and um, are prone to damage. There are some other tiny little nerves that are in um, the, the fingers and the toes that are not myelinated. So um, they're already, you know, they're the, usually the first target if there's something that's going to happen. Um, so if the fatty insulation of the nerves, um, which is called the myelin sheath, if that gets destroyed for some reason, um, then that can cause the, 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 the polyneuritis or the, the peripheral neuropathy. It usually manifests um, either with burning sensations, so people feel like their feet or toes are, are burning or on fire, um, or it can be like a pins and needles type of an effect, numbness or tingling. Um, it can get to the point where it's so severe that if those little edges of, and tips of the nerves actually do die off, then they completely lose all sensation completely together. So it can be a total loss of sensation um, over time. As the the disease progresses, as the condition progresses, it can move up the leg closer to um, the central part of the body. So if you had neuropathy starting in your big toe and it never really got properly addressed um, or treated, uh, then it can it, that sensation of numbness and tingling um, or lock of loss of sensation can start to climb. So eventually it can be the full whole foot, and eventually it can be like a sock formation part way up the ankle. Eventually it can get all the way up to the to the knee. Um, once you're up in that area, uh, there's a very very high likelihood that you're going to end up with an amputation um, because that's and once you start losing nerve sensation like that that severely it it gets pretty bad and we've had patients that have come in and 
I mean, they literally are driving and they cannot feel the, the gas pedal and the brake pedal under their foot. They're worried about falling because they can't even perceive or feel the floor underneath each step that they're taking, which means their balance gets distorted because their brain cannot tell if they're on the floor or not. Um, so now they're at risk for tripping and falling and you know other, other issues related to, to that. Um, and more often than not, the neuropathy itself um, is treated as a symptom uh, medically, but it's very important to um, understand that it's a it's a a risk or a symptom of some greater issue that's happening under under the under the in the body under the under the hood itself. So, um, neuropathy for us is an indicator of something else happening that needs to be addressed. Um, and you know the other thing that we talk about. Um, to our patients that have neuropathy. If you have neuropathy in the toes, it's very likely you also have neuropathy in the brain. Completely different set of nerves, central nervous system versus peripheral. Um, but some of the things that are causing the neuropathy in the feet or the fingers could also be causing accelerated brain degeneration. And we're in a, in a time now where we don't just have an epidemic of diabetes, but we have an epidemic of Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, and these things are very closely associated and related. And so it's really important um, to take this condition seriously and do everything that you can to address the actual causes of the condition so that you can not just reverse the neuropathy, but handle what else, whatever else might be sort of lurking under the surface. So neuropathy is the actual dying and wasting away of the nerves. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about what are some of the common causes. You know, we see type 2 diabetics we mentioned that come in the office. So that's one of the common causes. Yeah, the most common cause is diabetes. And that it's acknowledged that probably half or more of the cases of neuropathy are are related to diabetes. And so um, what happens is in that case is um, sugar can get very high in the blood. Sugar sticks to things. It damages um, uh, cells and proteins that are circulating in the blood. And it's almost like your blood turns into sticky barbecue sauce after a while. Um, and the little tiny blood vessels with diabetes get damaged and clogged first. And so that's why the small nerves in the toes and the feet get affected by diabetes. But as you know, diabetes affects everything. It affects kidney function and eye function and liver function. It's because the small blood vessels end up getting damaged or clogged. And if you're if you're cutting off blood supply to the small nerves in the feet, for example, you are cutting off oxygen flow, nutrient flow, and immune cell defense to those areas. So you're essentially starving the nerves of the nutrients they need to repair, regenerate um, themselves. And over time, they, they degrade and starve to death. Um, so that's one of the most common causes is diabetic neuropathy. Um, that's the one we get very concerned about as far as future amputations because, again, um, it's not just the blood vessels in the feet that are getting impacted. It's blood vessels everywhere. Um, and we get concerned with um, gangrene and ulcers, di diabetic ulcers in the feet if, if it gets to the point where they've lost sensation and blood flow completely. And then, unfortunately, people are looking at um, potential amputations. Um, other causes um, which... We find that that are known in general in the conventional system as quote unquote idiopathic neuropathy cases. So idiopathic means we don't really know what's causing it. You have it, you're not diabetic, or your sugars aren't really that high. So we're not really sure 
what the cause is, but we know you have it. So at that point, there, there's no cause to quote unquote treat except just the symptom itself. Um, but what we find is that um, more often than not, these idiopathic cases are actually coming up positive for some type of autoimmune situation. And autoimmunity is where your immune system for various reasons, which again, we wanna figure out why, um, your immune system is now turning and attacking the nerve components themselves. So either the immune system is attacking the myelin sheath, so that's what's causing the demyelination and exposure of the nerves, or the immune system is attacking um, and uh, different proteins that make up the nerve itself, um, whatever. And so we've got a contingency of patients that have um, neuropathy because of that. Sometimes it can be because of chemical exposure. So we do have patients that come in that have had, for example, breast cancer. They went through several rounds of chemo. Um, they don't just get chemo brain, but they also can get chemo-induced neuropathy. And so that's a chemical situation, a little bit more challenging to deal with because it's a chemical um, uh, cause as far as the nerves themselves. Um, and then uh, there can also be trauma. I mean, there could just be like a blunt trauma to an area that causes a neuropathy um, in that patient. So uh, at some of the patients that come to see us, we have to delineate, is this really neuropathy or is this uh, what's called radicular pain, which means it's coming from the nerve root of the nerve that's coming to the foot, it's coming out of the spine. So there could be actually a spinal condition, herniated disc, inflammation of the nerve root. It could be something that's in the low back that's actually causing the symptom to be felt in the foot. And so um, our doctors really do a full workup to try to discern what specifically they're dealing with, what nerves are being affected, um, and what is the possible cause um, of the person's neuropathy. One of the other things with these idiopathic neuropathy cases, one of the things that we have access to that, um, you know, 99% of the time in the conventional medical model they're not running is um, Cyrex Labs has an autoimmune um, nerve panel so we can see and we can, that can help us with this diagnosis to see if there's actually autoimmunity, which you described as the body's actually attacking itself. Is it attacking the nerves and breaking it down? breaking down the nerves. Yeah, um, yeah, Cyrex Labs, and we've talked about them before. They, um, th We do our gluten reactivity testing with them. They have a really good neuropathy panel that looks at seven different markers within the nerves, like the different proteins associated with nerve uh, function. And interestingly enough, some of the proteins that people are attacking that are are conclusive more or less for the, you know, what's causing the neuropathy, they're, they're cross-reactive to gluten. And so food allergies become an obvious place to look for as far as the cause of why their immune system is attacking. And so running food allergy tests becomes a step. Um, infections, chronic infections that your immune system might be chasing throughout the system, viruses, yeast, candida, that could be stimulating the attack. There's lots of different things to look for. Um, uh, as far as, you know, what could be causing someone's uh, neuropathy. So when you talk about infections, like what kind of infections are you talking about? Well, um, candida and yeast can be a big problem. It can be a systemic issue. Um, and the other one that we're finding more and more common is uh, Epstein-Barr. 
um, or the HSV, the herpes simplex virus. There's different forms of that. They're even associating it in some research circles, the HSV with Alzheimer's. So again, the virus gets through the blood-brain barrier, gets into the brain, and now your immune system's really trying to chase this virus. And unfortunately, it's kind of bombing the nerves in the meantime. So um, so people can have things like fibromyalgia, neuropathy type symptoms from um, Epstein-Barr virus. Lyme is another potential issue. And we're seeing a lot of people, you know, we're in a day and age now where the whole East Coast, basically all the way up from here to Canada now, is potentially... Uh, uh, we're all potential hosts for Lyme disease and not just Lyme, but co-infections. So these ticks don't just run around with the Lyme bacteria. They run around with about 15 plus other strains of different types of bacteria. They run around with viruses. So you can get bit by a tick, test negative from standard testing for Lyme, but have some co-infections, some other different types of bacteria or viruses that now are causing your immune system to go around and attack and it can definitely impact um, impact your body so um, so those those are some of the potential infections that people can have as far as that so food allergies virus infections bacteria yeast infections uh, fungal infections um, Lyme obviously and then uh, your environmental toxins so not just chemo chemo is a potential uh, environmental toxin but you know are you working in an environment where you're exposed to chemicals that could have a detrimental effect on on your nerves as well. And when we're doing a workup on a patient with a condition such as neuropathy, you know, the history is super important. And then we're using laboratory tests to actually help us with this diagnosis as well. Um, so we've got many of the tests that we run in our office, they're unconventional tests. They're not tests that are done in the conventional setting. So you're listening to Living Health Live. And today we're discussing neuropathy reversal. Is this possible? We have many patients that come in with a, a number of different chronic conditions, and um, one of them is neuropathy. And we talked about what neuropathy is. Um, just to kind of summarize and, and, and just kind of define what neuropathy is, basically it's the wasting away and the dying of your nerves. And so we talked about some of the common conditions or common causes of this condition, so diabetes being the number one, but there's other things like, um, you know, many times you're told it's idiopathic, so they can't really determine what's causing it. So we talked about certain infections. We talked about autoimmunity. We talked about uh, toxin exposures. We went and, and discussed food allergies as well. Now let's get into what, um, for, for someone that goes into a conventional doctor that, um, that has neuropathy, what would be a typical treatment for them? Um, more often than not, someone's going to probably go to um, you know a neurologist or some type of specialist for this. And the common approach, um, as far as the drug approach, is drugs like gabapentin, anti-seizure type medications, um, and also off-label prescription. Now you said anti-seizure medications, just so everybody heard that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because here's the thing, right? If you're just treating the symptom, um, whether you you know, the neurologist is not treating you for your diabetes. You're coming to the neurologist for, with nerve pain. That's how, this is what they're going to do. They're just going to treat the nerve pain. Okay. Not the cause, but the nerve pain. And they do that with things that alter nerve function, brain and nerve function. What they're trying to do is they're trying to alter your brain's perception of the pain. The problem is they're not really fixing what's causing the pain. So the disease more often than not will just continue to progress. 
Um, and what they're doing more and more is they're doing off-label prescription of certain antidepressant medication like Cymbalta and Lyrica in some cases for the nerve pain. And we get lots of patients that come in that have been put on these medications that don't know that they're antidepressants. And these are medications that have black box warnings on them. You know, these aren't medications that you just take like aspirin once in a while, off and on, um, because it alters your brain function. And um, so there's some pretty heavy duty potential side effects with this. And a lot of patients describe they don't like these medications because it does dampen their ability to sense and emote in general. So there it's like I call it sort of almost like a chemical lobotomy and that's the approach right so we're going to chemically try to disconnect the hypersensitive perception of this nerve pain so you're not perceiving the pain it's not as disruptive or loud in your brain um, but in the meantime it sort of affects all of your brain function your ability to think and feel and so people kind of feel like I've had people describe themselves feeling like they were kind of just sort of walking in fog um, or like a helium balloon, just kind of floating through life, not happy, not sad, just kind of there. And so they don't like the medications because of that. Like, yeah, they don't perceive the nerve pain as well, but it affects them in other ways. And for some of our patients who also happen to be dealing with potential metabolic syndrome and diabetes, some of these medications have been also linked to insulin resistance and weight gain. So there's, you know, there's all these other issues now that you're going to have as complications to the medications. What we are finding more in uh, clinically in, with our patients is they are testing in certain medical um, circles at hospitals and whatnot. They're testing more and more for autoimmune type um, triggers, like is this neuropathy an autoimmune thing? Um, but then the medical approach to that, what we're seeing is um, different types of IV therapies. They're using chemotherapy now as a way to wipe out the immune cells that are potentially the cells that are attacking the nerves. So now we have a situation where we are potentially autoimmune. Our immune system is ramping up and attacking the nerves. And so they're going to give the patient now rounds of chemo um, through an IV and potentially an oral chemo, um, something called methotrexate, which is an oral chemo. Um, and that is an immune, um, they're, they're trying to suppress the immune system. But once again, it's not dealing with what's causing the immune system to be triggered and imbalanced in the first place. And now you're loading patients up with very toxic chemicals, methotrexate, you know, your liver enzymes need to be checked on a regular basis because the stuff is pretty hard and toxic to the system. So, um, but, you know, you got people that are very desperate to get out of this pain. This pain is very debilitating. Um, the burning, the numbness, the tingling gets so bad that people cannot tolerate putting a sheet on their feet. They can't sleep at night. I mean, it, it can be almost like a, a mental anguish or torture. Um, and this is what right now the medical, you know, doctrine or standard of care really is. It's, it's uh, dealing with some heavy duty narcotics to try to wipe out the immune system, suppress it from attacking um, or giving you antidepressant type, um, anti-seizure type medications. Um, and so that's generally right now what the conventional treatment is. I've had very rare instances where I've seen patients come in and uh, they've literally tried to snip the nerves. 
Mm. Um, so we had, I remember this was about 10 years ago, we had a patient who came in and he, he just had little scars all up and down his legs where they were just trying to eliminate the pain by disconnecting the nerve. And right. that did not work so well. Obviously, um, they still had some issues. I think eventually what this guy ended up doing was um, getting something called IgG therapy, which is another IV um, therapy, but it's, it's actually a different immune balancing type of therapy, it's way less toxic and way less side effects than the chemotherapy. And, and it worked actually pretty well for him. So that's what you're dealing with, with the conventional system. All right. So in the conventional model of care, like a patient comes in to see us, they've already been to their primary care doctor. Typically they're referred off to a neurologist and the neurologist, um, will do their workup. But many times, um, that workup will end with a prescription, a prescription like gabapentin, which is an anti-seizure medication, or maybe Lyrica or Cymbalta, which is an antidepressant. And what you're saying is that these medications, they're not doing anything to actually get the nerves to heal. They're not healing the nerves, which is where the damage is, is, has been done and, and is being done. They're actually just cutting that message. And, um, and so we're just treating symptoms. Right. And then the, the chemotherapy now, which is the more novel approach for the autoimmune cases, at least that's one step closer to trying to address the cause, which might be the immune system attacking. But it's just it's it's not still handling what's causing the immune flare ups. And those are some of the things that we have to go after. Right. So let's talk about our approach in our office. Um, so when we have a patient that comes in that is experiencing neuropathy, um, what's the first thing we do? Well, well, the first thing we do is have to uh, evaluate the patient head to toe to figure out what could be the underlying cause or causes of their neuropathy. So, you know, um, we also don't live in sterile bubbles and people walk around with more than one condition sometimes. So um, we need to make sure that, you know, is there neuropathy related to diabetes? If it is, then we have to do the workup for the, for the sugar, for the diabetes to figure out where they're at with that. We want to test for um, potential infections. We just mentioned earlier that these could be viral or Lyme, whatnot. So going into a patient's history, were you were you hanging out, you know, in the woods a couple years ago, camping up in you know New Hampshire, and then a, a month later you got Lyme disease, and you've been on several courses of antibiotics, and here you are two years later, and you're still dealing with these symptoms, and now you've got neuropathy. So this this may be a chronic, um, active, reoccurring Lyme or co-infection situation or viral. Um, do you have food allergies? Are you eating certain foods that are stimulating your immune system to not just attack the food, but also potentially your nerves? And we find very commonly gluten, dairy, soy, these are problematic. Um, so uh, that's that's one place to start looking as well. So we do food allergy testing. Um, so there's going to be a pretty comprehensive workup for us to figure out what is causing this patient's neuropathy. A diabetic could have food allergies, gluten reactivity, and also Epstein-Barr virus um, or Lyme. Like you can have so much happening with someone that is literally leading to the degradation of their nerves. And so the, at that point, once we have determined um, the underlying causes, then we have to go after, you know, working the therapy for the nerves themselves, but also helping the patient get everything else straight and eliminated as far as a trigger or a cause. So we start with a, a thorough history um, and 
just like you said, we want to get all the details that we can, and then we start with an examination. I know um, our exam that we do, the the neurological exam, I've had patients tell me it's the most thorough exam that they've actually had. Yeah, our doctor who does the exam spends quite a bit of time and attention. Um, for example, let's say your neuropathy is in your feet. Um, there's going to he's going to be testing uh, the nerves in that area. Um, with different devices and tools to try to figure out how far up the neuropathy goes, how far up the nerve damage goes, what nerves are likely to be affected. Um, and so we have a very good idea. He's got to also rule out, is this just happening in the feet or is this potentially something coming from the back? So um, x-rays may be taken depending on you know a person's um, how the person's exam goes. So very comprehensive exam, evaluation, history, um, and then testing. So they'll be set up for some lab work, again, to try to figure out what's going on. And you said something very important earlier is that most of these guys that are coming in with neuropathy, they have multiple causes. And so we have to address them off. They're really going to recover and, and get to that, that level where they, they want to get as pain-free and eliminate this neuropathy. Um, we have to address all these different causes. Right. So, um, so let's talk about um, some of the, once we determine the causes, you know, what, what kind of approach, this integrated approach that we take, um, let's talk about that, some of the therapies. Right. So all, um, all of our practitioners, you know, work together to come up with the best uh, holistic solution to get the best results. And so, um, you know, again, nutritionally, um, most of our patients are working with our nutritionist to help with reworking their food plan to eliminate potential food triggers and allergies. If they're diabetic, work with them to help get their sugars down and reverse their diabetes. So there's a lot of hands-on nutrition. Um, as far as um, rehab goes, our doctors um, uh, do a, a very multi-pronged approach as far as um, getting an environment in that area, the feet, for example, um, set up so that healing can can begin and regeneration of the nerves can begin. So that's working to help heal the blood vessels in the area, the nerve tissue itself. So um, we do obviously did some supplement therapy. We, we have some supplement creams that we do that are high antioxidant creams that help the tissues in that area heal, um, get better blood flow. Um, we do laser therapy. We also do um, something called Tesla-based electro muscle stimulation therapy. Um, we do vibration plate exercise therapy. So we're trying to get circulation back into the area, get blood flow restored to those nerves so we can get the nutrients to that area to allow those nerves to heal. Um, and our hope is um, that there is uh, plenty of nerve tissue in the area to regenerate. And so um, then we're looking to see Obviously, that person's neuropathy start to back itself out. Patients can start feeling the floor again. They can start feeling their car brake and gas pedal again. They get their balance restored. Um, and of course, usually in eliminating all the other issues like food allergies and sugars and whatnot, overall, they're healthier. Their brain's working better. It's just it's just a win-win all the way around. So it's a holistic, natural approach that, that addresses the entire body, not just focusing on masking symptoms. And if you want to, if you'd like to find out more about our program, our neuropathy reversal program, call our office at 410-216-9180 to sign up and to register for our next seminar. 
You've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom and Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrative Medicine in Annapolis. Remember, our goal is to reverse 1 million cases of diabetes by 2020. You can live your life free of diabetes, fatigue, joint pain. Visit our website at mylivinghealth.com to get more information. And you can call the office to schedule an appointment at 410 216 9180. The information on this show is intended as educational information only. The information given here is designed to help you make informed decisions about your health and is not intended as a substitute for any medical treatment.